0: Welcome back to another episode of Trust Me or Wrong by Robert Kersey. Today we are continuing the season preview of all 30 teams in the league before the season starts. Um, Thank you so much for listening. And um, if you have been giving your feedback, we're going to keep going with the Northwest Division, which is the Minnesota Timberwolves. Oklahoma City Thunder the Denver Nuggets Portland Troublers and Utah Jazz Uh, first things first with the Timberwolves Um, if they haven't noticed already but it is absolutely Anthony Edwards team I understand that Carl Anthony Towns is a former number one overall pick, but not all number one overall picks are designed to lead the team and lead the franchise into the opposite of how they drafted you, which is having the worst record or having one of the worst records in the league. Um. Like I said, this is Ant's team. Look for him to take another leap. Um, I think last year with him being a All Star for the first time, um, I think he's about to like spring off like eight to nine All Stars in a row. Honestly, if if all health and everything goes well I, we should be seeing anthony edwards on all nba teams and all and shoot even all defensive teams I've, i feel like he's he's made it aware that he is putting in more effort on the dif- defensive end so i wouldn't be surprised at all if he makes any all nba i mean all defensive teams uh next thing i have on here is get nas read more touches They gave him that extension when it looked like, if you go back and listen to my uh, episode, it was one of the very first episodes I posted where I was explaining and saying how Nas Reed needs to get out of Minnesota. They don't find him a new home, even though there's a big man log. They're pretty content with the fact that they can try to make it work with two scoring bigs and a defensive big um but if you honestly believe in nas like when he comes in with that second unit let him be the hub he's a decent he's, he's a decent passer um you know he can score take you off the dribble he plays defense six nine moves his feet well plays to pick and roll well plays the pick and pop well on both ends defense or offense So there should be no reason why Najreed isn't, um, excelling in his new role or more defined role that he has this year. The next thing I would say, play fast. They have a lot. They have at least three guards that can play point guard that are six, five and up. So there should be no reason why they're trying to control the tempo and not play fast. Um, there should be no reason at all why Rudy can't play fast with them as well and even if it means when he goes to the bench that they play faster which is more than likely what will happen Um, but overall they just need to play fast they don't really have the offense of I don't think they have the offensive firepower to try to play half court game they do have youth athleticism and speed and that's a makeup of a lot of players on their team. They have a lot of versatile players. Uh, So there shouldn't really be a reason why someone, you know, other than cat and Rudy grabbing a rebound and they're not pushing the ball up the court. How long are we going to, how long are we going to deal with this whole Towns and go bear situation? Um, the Minnesota Timberwolves last year during the summer made a trade that went against everything that's going on in the league right now, which is downsizing and having a 6-7 center, 6-8 center, 6-9 center, or just being able to switch and just play fast and shoot more threes. They've they uh, they've put it upon themselves to try to bring back the old Twin Towers and it's not a lot of quote unquote, like dominant twin towers, where it's like a dominant power forward and a dominant center, both playing the same team at the same time. Um, only ones, you know, you can really say it's like Akeem Olajuwon or Ralph Sampson. You can say Tim Duncan and David Robinson. And then after that, the next one you think of what you saying, twin towers is like Anthony Davis, DeMarcus Cousins, and they didn't even get the do exactly what everyone thought they would do they still were productive when they were on the floor but due to injuries and anthony davis wanting to be traded they didn't really get to, to shine they didn't get to shine how they wanted to um, so i i personally enjoy twin towers um, but i don't think this combination of a twin tower would work and honestly i don't think the twin tower of trading rudy and and finding someone else, a different center that isn't necessarily going to bring you the whole Twin tower situation. Um, well, honestly, you can't even trade Rudy because you've are... It's it's really going to be a pride thing. You've already spent all this money on him, overpaying him. Yes, he's a defensive presence. No, I don't think he should have as many def- Defensive Player of the Year awards as he does. I do think Ben Simmons got robbed of the... Of, Go Bears recent defensive player of the year uh, winnings um, and I think it's been shown I, I, I'm just saying I've never seen a defensive player of the year win it and then get exposed in the playoffs like I've seen the last couple of years with Rudy and with Jaron Jackson um, uh, we're going to get on Memphis um, you know in a later episode but I've just never seen a defensive player get exposed like I've seen Rudy get exposed. So it's like, yeah, he's the Eiffel Tower or whatnot, but I don't think anybody's scared of him. That's just my opinion. Uh, Jaden McDaniels, uh, he's really shown growth on the defensive end. I think he's like the next up guy when we're talking about premier perimeter players on that defensive end. Uh, his off, he has a nice shot, just isn't taking and making a lot. He for sure isn't taking a lot, uh, because that's not his role on that team. His role is to is to guard the number one best player, or the number one def, uh, scoring threat on that offense end on that perimeter, uh, and he does a great job. Um, I've seen him go up against uh, Tatum and Braun and, and and Shea and all these different guys and hold his own get stops it's not like he's stopping them but he's slowing them down he's having there's there's way you know you can find six to seven to eight different possessions in in a half where he's playing great defense and he's locking them up for that possession Um, but what they're going to be asking him to do more is more on the offensive end Um, because you can never ask for too much i mean there is such thing as too much offense but if you develop it the correct way and the only way you can honestly get to a point where you have too much offense is where you have too many players that need the ball to create but no one says anything about too much offense when you know you have six guys that shoot 35% from three or more or six guys that you know, make two threes a game or some, something like that. You only have issues where you get the Brooklyn situation, where you have three of the greatest isolation scores of all time, and then you wonder why it don't work. X factors for the Timberwolves: newly signed Shake Milton. Um, I believe in my one of those earlier episodes, I was talking about role players that need a new place shake Milton was on my list as well so it did not surprise me when he he did not resign with philly i think that was philly's fault i also think that if he would have i honestly this is two sides to this yes i do believe he should have left but i also think uh and pat bev said this on his podcast with nick nurse is that guards usually um Excel in a Nick Nurse-ran offense or defense. Um, So, I think it was coaching. Doc Rivers isn't the best coach. I'm not saying that Nick Nurse is a better coach than him. Um, I would pick Nick Nurse over Doc Rivers. Yes, Doc Rivers has more experience, but, I mean, if there's ever a time to call out, like, ring culture... It's for the coaches because there isn't any stats that you can look at for a coach and be like, "Oh, he's the best coach in the league." Um, where is the episode I made? Let's see. Did I do it on here? Do, 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 do. If I can't find it, then I'm not gonna I'm not gonna bring it up. But yeah, if if you're a real fan of this podcast, you already know about that episode where um, I was talking about Shake Moon and how he needs to go ahead and just get up out of there. And he's one of those guys that is also uh, about 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six, that's able to bring the ball up the court, initiate the offense, be a scoring threat from that point guard position. And I honestly think that he should, he should do well in Minnesota. Minnesota has a lot of guys his size and Chris Finch does a great job of, of well, at uh, least his guards that um that he selects to be in that you know in the guard forward rotation are rightfully there so i think i think it'll all work out for him i think he'll have a nice role with them kyle anderson is another x factor for them slow-mo love his game 6-8 point forward defensive savvy stat sheet stuffer It's a real just just one of the best role players in the NBA. He's been one of the best role players ever since he's left uh, San Antonio, not saying San Antonio was holding him back. But it was once he was, you know, once he left San Antonio, he had all that knowledge of how to be a role player. Look, you got to look when Kyle Anderson came into the league, he was a rookie. And this is when everybody was saying it was Kawhi's team in San Antonio so you he there there's still Tim Duncan there's still I believe Tim Duncan if he wasn't playing he was still around the facility Tim Duncan teaching Kyle Anderson how to be a pro Kawhi teaching him how to be a pro Manu teaching him how to be a pro in the role that he gets not that's nec- not you know knowing that he won't start but teach him how to be a star in his role Boris Diaz Patty Mills like You have all these guys and by the time it was you know the time was up for him in san antonio and he gets to memphis and it's like oh wow he's our vet man like i don't think people really understand or value role players in nba the the two most disrespected roles in the nba are role players and nba vets And Kyle is great at both of those. He has a high IQ for the game. Can play multiple positions and we'll just be able to get it done for you. Trades. See how much value is in Mike Conley? Uh, Because I'm not saying you have to go out and get a third star caliber player or fourth star caliber player But you have to find someone that can be that's as productive as Mike Conley, but a little bit younger, unless Mike Conley is just really proven that he can still play, which I don't have. No, I mean, I don't have a problem with him playing in Minnesota. I just have a problem with Mike Conley. This is my issue with Mike Conley. (sighs) This is my issue for like the first eight years of his career. They were calling him the most underrated point guard in the league. And I get that there's a, you know, I don't have a problem with players being underrated. But my issue is, how can you be underrated for eight years? Because at some point, like what year is it within that eight year span, nine year span? Are we calling you properly rated? And then it takes for Donovan Mitchell to have an MVP caliber year in 2021 for Mike Conley to be able to reap the fruits of the team's success and be an All-Star. And it was actually in his 13th season where he got his All-Star, which was an NBA record of the longest time span of of becoming an all star it take that man 13 I believe 13 or 15 years let me see 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 real quick real quick boom Minnesota it Mike Conley where is this boy at bro Mike Conley it took him Let's see 1 12 13 14 years in the league for him to get an all-star nod i mean he's still productive numbers don't lie he's still productive but it's like Maybe he's maybe he's just that common Factor for them because every, t- every Team I might have to start looking At my colleague different I, I'm not a big fan Of him but it's like maybe I Gotta look at him different because it's kind Of he kind of plays like that Kyle Lowry role Gets the team settled Gets the ball Where it needs to be uh, If he realizes That cat ain't touched the ball in Five possessions all right cat You know run this down pick run This Iverson screen get you downhill or, or cat rebounds the ball, he outlets it to Mike Conley. Conley gives it back to him and tells him to go, something like that, right? Other trade, Naj Reed. If he outgrows his role, don't be surprised if it's if they're looking to trade him at the deadline. Him in Denver would be interesting, but Denver wouldn't let that happen. They don't have enough, I wouldn't say they have any money for that. Um, him in Chicago would be nice. Chicago needs another big, and not only a big, another big, but another scoring big. So I would say those are my two trades. Uh, Oklahoma City Thunder. This is going to be a, a good year for them. I expect them to be competitive. I expect them to be in the middle of the pack all year. I expect them to be at least like a fifth or a sixth seed, seven or eight seed, something like that. It's, the West is just too loaded for them to jump from a play-in team to a uh, home court advantage playoff team, you know what I mean, unless, unless, every, unless like four players on that team take this ginormous, ga- uh, like, jump. Uh, but the excellence of their season is all determined not on Shea, but on Josh giddy Josh giddy first of all let, let, let let's let's get this right because I I reference 2K a lot just so that the people that don't necessarily watch basketball get where I'm coming from 2k has Josh giddy ranked as a shooting guard which if we're being honest he i wouldn't say he can't shoot worth a lick but he that's not his best uh attribute and i hope that basketball reference doesn't have this man listed as a as a shooting guard oh jesus christ they have this man listed as a power forward oh my god when did this man play power forward this year? When did he play power? He they're they're saying that Josh Giddy has never played point guard a percentage of his time in the NBA. They're saying that for his career, he has played 51% of his time at power forward and if that is true hold on I'll be right back sorry every time I get to recording the devil try to work My life, and you gotta put a stop to that half the time. Where was I? Oh, OKC. Jalen Williams, not the light-skinned one from Arkansas, but the one that went to Santa Clara. Um, he has every offensive tool to be a great offensive player. I can see a little bit of a like a Jimmy, like a little. little flashier Jimmy Butler, uh, a little flashier Kawhi, something in there. Like the three and D with the ball handling type of deal. Like he's really a point forward. Um, but I think he can take that next step. In uh, progressing his game and um, really opening up the floor for Shea. along with this young core. Um, I know the tendency for young teams is to develop young players and then put them in a package and go find a disgruntled star and and blow up the whole chemistry that you have. But it's like they're also a small market, so it's like, do you do do the whole Russ, Katie, Harden thing and build through the draft and just – hope that it you know luck is better this time around or what what is it that you do honestly what is it that um is going to work where you're keeping your core together but you're also being competitive and progressing through uh each season and if it means going out and going to go get carl anthony towns because he's tired of the Timberwolves not being his team or if you need to go get um who who, who else is there a Zach Levine or if you need to go get um who else who else would uh, be a disgruntled player um 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 um. (laughs) Brandon Ingram if you want to go get brandon ingram maybe go get him something like that is this uh is this chet hungren's rookie of the year to to win or to lose to win means that he's not the front runner to is meaning that he is the front runner and with the way i saw him and wimby go at it it looks like it's going to be a two-man race the entire year i'm not really seeing scoop as a uh rookie of the year winner i think he'll have a good rookie year because the ball will be in his hand um, kind of like how they just gave dame the ball it doesn't surprise me that dame had zero and now school has a double zero i think that's a little slight little diss to him but you know i digress I think Chet will be an amazing player. I think he he'll 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 even get votes for for uh, All Star this year if everything goes well. If he's averaging like eighteen out the gate, nineteen out the gate, he'll get votes for All Star for sure. Um, when will Lou Dort grow? I, I unless this unless this is just the role he is in. Get a defensive stop, run to the corner, corner three, get a stop, run to the corner, pump fake, one dribble, two dribble, pull up, sidestep three, get to the bucket. No extension on his quote unquote bag. Then I think this is who he is. And if you feel like you can find a, a better suitor, then by all means, go ahead. X-Factors for the Thunder. Chet Holmgren, like I said, coming into his rookie year, he's doing the whole Blake Ben Simmons thing, uh, Blake Griffin, Ben Simmons thing. Missed your first year experience and knowledge in the knowledge realm. Second year, quote unquote, first year. Um, Victor Oladipo is a vet that they signed. Um, I think Vic still got something in the tank. I'm not sure what that is in the tank. I think he still has something. and Lou Dort, um, I think he if if OKC gets to a point where they are trying to figure out what's next, and the answer is someone needs to be traded or they need to bring in someone. I think Lou Dort is first on that board. I think there's a lot of suitors that would want Lou Dort. Um, I think New Orleans could use Lou Dort. I think Dallas could use Blue Dort. I think I think Atlanta could use Lou Dort. There's there's suitors for him. You just have to find the right mix. Um, trades to look at. Uh, get Poku out of there. Alexey Pokashevsky supposed to be this seven foot point guard. Or seven foot power, uh, point forward or whatever it is the case may be but he just hasn't really um, he just really hasn't been what everyone thought he was yes he's been bothered by injury you can't really blame the, uh, the injury you can not blame the player for being prepared for an injury or having your body done correctly uh, or you know having your body correct to withstand an injury and if it if it I, I don't I don't know what it is that he's not doing. I'm just going to assume that he is doing everything correctly and it's just like, you know, bad luck. Um, but maybe he just needs a new scenery and that's probably something, you know, if you put him in the package and that might sweeten up the deal because he might still have some type of value, not necessarily saying that he'll be able to, you know, I don't even know what people think he is can be in the league but obviously they have some type of you know the league has some type of value towards him Uh, so i'm not sure exactly what it is that he uh, can do to still have that value on him but i think this might be the last year where he actually has value in the league where people would want to trade for him so I would say he, he would be like that filler player that you throw in the deals uh, if you're trading Lou Dort the other Jalen Williams and Poku for somebody. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised. And then for trades on here I also put find an all-star. Uh, whatever all-star or all-star caliber player that is if it means Pascal uh, making a trade for Pascal or even Imagine if they did a mind-boggling trade where they got Pascal and OG in the same deal. They would probably have to gut half their team. Um, so I don't know if that's you know something valuable to them. But it's like Pascal, OG, uh, fine. Like get like a DeAndre Hunter. They don't have to be an All-Star, just All-Star caliber or or you know all defensive caliber, all All NBA caliber type of player.